And hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Blue Collar D&D. Glad to have you guys all back here on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Trovo, DLive, all the fun ones. Happy to have you all here. A couple of announcements. Um, the BlueCollarDM.com is still obviously still live. I mean, I keep saying this every week, but um, we do have um, addition of merch. We actually do have the options for a actual games run by me. If you if that's something of interest to you, there's actually a little link down below to have uh, basically to hire me as your DM for a game or a campaign or whatever the case may be. Also, you have the coaching sessions, all that cool stuff. But I uh, just wanted to let you guys know about that. That's the sponsor, I guess, is me. Um, so we have another weekly dice giveaway. Uh, make sure you stick around until then. And um, let me switch over to the player view here. So we have another weekly dice giveaway. Make sure you stick around until the break to learn how you can enter. Um, at this time, I also wanted to thank our amazing patrons on Patreon. Sleepy, who's Jennifer, um, Cepus, and Dave Platinum Dice. Again, thank you for being awesome patrons. If you're interested in being a patron of ours, uh, there is a link down in the... Uh, cards down below or the panels on twitch uh also on youtube as well um as well as um as part of our um kind of stream here we do have the ability that or you all have the ability to affect our game in real time if you're on twitch specifically uh if you head out head on down to the panels or the stream elements panel is you can actually see where you can redeem plus ones for or minus ones for uh respective players roles here in the game in real time so um, if that's something of interest to you, um, make sure you follow because you do get bonus points for following um, and also for donating and all that kind of cool stuff. So that way you can kind of affect our game in real time. Um, lastly, um, Ashley, do you have anything um, that you wanted to say? Yeah, a couple things. Um, just join us at the Bard's Playhouse every Wednesday at, at 8.30 where I DM Let Chaos Reign and there is going to be a jasper's um game day event that will be taking place in july more news to come about that soon yes um that's it's gonna be a fun one fun one in the sun um mm -hmm. well if um that actually is gonna end all our announcements so let's not dilly dally let's uh let's get into the uh into the game Welcome back. Yes. Um, so last we left off, I'm just going to minimize something really quick. Last we left off. Our band of adventurers, after enjoying a day of cheesesteaks and shopping, set out on a journey in the city to the city of Melgrim and returned a severed troll head that they were at a harvest in exchange for payment for slaying the beast. Little did they know the journey that had actually laid ahead of them, um, in our, which we all saw in our previous games. The adventurers passed through the towns of Deer Meadow and Timberwood, the origins of where their story began. Choosing to waste little time, they arrived in Ulgrim at the tail end of their second day of travel. The party was able to exchange the head of the troll for their reward, as also required for the contract for killing the mysterious large... Or, in addition, they also acquired a contract for killing a mysterious large flying creature that had been attacking farms and small villages along the north. 
Morhoron was able to visit his friend Bristol, the meat packer and beef jerky maker that Morhoron and Timic had originally invested in their last visit. Bristol was great, a voice great improvements, learning much about the trade of butchery and the cuts of meat from his mentor, Crumus Meat Cleaver, a dwarf with a rough exterior, but an appreciation for what Bristol had given him in his business as an apprentice. Twyla visited Petra, the halfling librarian, not barbarian, librarian, whom had been the love interest of Timic. She explained to Petra the demise of the dwarf she had grown fond of. Petra took this news in stride, it appeared, but was disappointed by the news. While visiting, Petra did give Twyla a book, an old captain's log that described a creature similar to what she had been looking for. Juliet visited Marcus, her former lover, to attain closure on their relationship. After an emotional conversation between the two, they agreed to terms of what they were, explained each other's truths, and before entering their exchange. On their way out, Marcus offered Juliet boxes of donuts that had been made for the fake wedding of her and Morhoron um, that they had planned for um, early uh, in their last visit. In fact, a rather large wedding cake had been made for, per her request. This cake was enjoyed by many a patron at the tavern the following morning as part of their meal. Finally, the adventurers suited up into any equipment that would have been made available to them at the barracks of the Crimson Regiment here in Nulgrim before heading north for their next adventure. And that is where our story left off. You all are saddled up and ride on Hamish and Dougal. I'm assuming um, Demacos is, is driving, but um, as part of this, you will at... Um, and you would know this based on conversations... Well, two of you would know this based on conversations that you've had with uh, Shirley um, previously in your adventures, that there is a... A uh, major landmark on the way north um, headed on the main road here. It is actually a location known as the Ember Garrison. It is a location where a number of troops for the Crimson Regiment are actually trained in order to be, well, they're trained to be part of the army, obviously, um, as part of the defensive forces here within the northern side of the kingdom. Um, so you guys do have a decision here um, as you kind of move forward. But before we get there, what are you guys doing in order to make your journey a hopefully uneventful one? Shoving cake in my mouth right now. Lovely. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. <laughs> um, so what would you like to discuss on your way up there? But then um, at some point I will need our little travel checks that we need in order to determine safe passage on this journey. Um... I would like to do some type of survival, just keeping um, keeping our tracks hidden and keeping a lookful eye out or watchful eye out for any type of like creatures or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. Um, go ahead and give me a survival check for me. Can you, oh no! Yeah, I can send it. I can send it to you nah, if you need it. I just You're got good? it. Okay, cool. yeah, we're good. All right, awesome. Yeah, so four or nine. Um, yeah, you feel like you're doing a pretty good job. Um, you're kind of keeping your eye out, and um, you know, you're not really seeing any tracks or anything like that that would make you suspicious of anything. Um, as far as uh, that would stop you from your travels. It seems that it's a pretty quiet day here on the road. I mean, you are in kind of a quiet area, being that you're between the uh, Ember Garrison and Nulgrim, so. Nothing to nothing to worry about. Who's next? Um, 
Paul is going to be chatting around, trying to make everyone comfortable, have fun, mm -hmm. looking around the nature, see what she recognizes, and talk about it. Okay. Um, in that scenario, I would love for you to give me a perception check, if you don't mind. A perception? Persuasion? Perception. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you can persuade the birds. You can try, though. Okay. So with a six, um, you kind of gauge your surroundings. You, um, you know, nothing really that uh, anything of note, really, honestly. Uh, it just seems like a nice, peaceful kind of, um, well, what normally should be a spring's morning, but feels much more like a really hot, humid summer in, uh, you know, Phoenix, Arizona. Um, for, for those of you in the uh, Earth plane. Um, so that is your perception check. All right, boys, what are we doing? I'd like to uh, try to keep everybody entertained, maybe tell some stories, uh, some jokes, do whatever I can do to keep the spirits high as we are on this long journey north. Awesome. All right. Uh, I love that. Um, go ahead and give me a performance check. Um, if you um, sing a song or do a dance, you can do it with advantage or we could just go with a straight roll. It's up to you. <laughs> I actually am in, I, I'm interested to see where this 969 goes so we'll just stick with it right there okay cool alright um, and Demikos you are leading um, Hamish and Dougal so you have a couple different options on how you can kind of maneuver this vehicle um, what would you like to do um I guess I can try to lie to the horses again and tell them they're doing such a good job and that they're, they're nice and young and spry. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and give me a deception check with advantage because you, you've pulled this maneuver off before. They're not too bright. They, they're they're really they're really special horses. Uh, let's see here. All right. Well, that's a 19. So that's that's one for the wind column. All right. OK. Do 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 do. About midday through your travels to the, well, along this pathway north, you make it unimpeded to the Ember Garrison. Um, it is a relatively small outpost, um, definitely a training ground of sorts. Um, you do see as you kind of approach, um, you kind of can't miss it because it's it's on the main road here. Uh, you see a number of different uh Sleeping quarters, also, but you do see different kind of sections of training grounds here as you kind of walk, make your way through. Um, you have a decision to make here. Um, you, um, after communications with uh, the Crimson Regiment back in Nulgrim, you do have the ability, if you wish to, to stay here. Um, you know, free of charge, no, um, no um, cost for your lodgings. Um, but you've only traveled half a day. So you guys have to have the decision here about whether or not you want to spend the rest of your day here or venture off into the northern um not the northern waste but just the uh, northern section of this continent it's up to you would any of us know another half day's travel north if there's any village or anything we'd be able to stop in um Morhan, you would actually know a little bit um you wouldn't yeah, you you would know that there is a village. It wouldn't be another half day's travel though. You'd probably get there. You'd probably get halfway to that village before having to stop if you try to make the way out. It's about a day's full travel to get there. Well, if that's the case, I think maybe 
best to waste the day here and sleep unimpeded to travel that next full day. Yeah, there's definitely a safe place to stay, but I don't think uh, I don't think we're looking to take camp in the woods at any point soon, especially knowing what's what we are very specifically here to find. I can really eat something. Something or someone? I just kind of wink at her when I say it. <laughs> someone. Uh, I mean, this is a... The garrison seems to be a place where I would assume mostly good people, so it might be difficult to find that one that's a bit deserving of it, but who knows who you run into. It has I'd... to be a living person. Yes, it has to be a living person. It can't be dead blood. It can't be a uh, fresh death. That was going to be my follow-up. I don't know how this whole vampire thing works. I'm just hungry. This would be the first time you've heard her say vampire as well. Vampire? I thought she just liked blood. No... It's funny to hear you say it, because uh, I think we all kind of had a, at least a small inkling of some sort. I've dealt with werewolves in the past, and, well, you're either uh, one or the other, I guess. It's kind of strange. Did you expect anything other than strange from me, Maury? I did not. Well, let's see the way you get pushed in battle. I, I figured you're more of a mosquito than a vampire. <laughs> Demacos, you're looking really juicy right now. How much blood do you need? Is it like a lot? Or will I be sliced? Yeah, can I just like pump them into a cup for you? Uh, yeah, could you just take a little from each of us? I mean... Probably that's if you're offering. Well, as long as I'm not gonna turn to a vampire. Yeah, I mean, if uh, if I know the rules, what I understand, DM, that like if I like, from what she's fed in the past and done, would it be feasible for her to feed off of us a little bit this one time? Or it doesn't sound like something I want to make a pattern of. Uh, it's hard to. You know what? Because you do have some familiarity with the subject, go ahead and give me a history check. Eddie, look at that. Twelve. I don't think. Nope, nothing I can add to it. Okay, so that is a twelve. It's a good idea. It seems like it could be feasible, but you're not a hundred percent sure. Um, you do know, at least at the very little that you do know, you do know that vampires do need the blood in order to be able to sustain themselves. Um, you do also know that, like, the more they go without, or the more, it's kind of a double-edged sword, the more they go without, the hungrier they get, the worse they get. Um, but also if they overfeed, they have the same issue. They kind of, like, continue to get that bloodlust, and that can also impact them as well. Um, so... It's a tricky situation. It's one of those kind of cases where you instinctually know that it's probably a good idea to get her fed somehow, but you don't really know 
what the ramifications are if she were to feed off of any one of you. Well, it seems like we're kind of in a in a bit of a pickle. Why don't we, first things first, go into this city, maybe walk around a little bit uh, late at night. Nothing good happens after 11 p.m., so see who's out in the street uh, causing trouble, and if we find a bad guy doing bad things, and he those bad things. I'm gonna try talking to my see if I can get a hold of my patron see if they might be able to know something I mean they are who they are so they might have more information than I do it definitely okay. can't hurt it's not that terrible piece of crap tiger dude so have at it <laughs> so hungry. Are you guys sure this is a good idea? You don't think that these people have a problem with any of us? We um, won't be. Specifically about going, just going to the garrison or uh, eating someone at the garrison? Well, both. I don't think they have a problem necessarily with us showing up there, but it should probably be kept pretty quiet that we uh if we decide to help her indulge herself all right I, i'm i'm not sure it's a good idea but I, since i don't have any better idea okay so i think uh twyla I'm, I'm pretty sure you and i are on the exact same page it's uh it's not a good idea but it appears to be the only idea well, what if, you know, uh, maybe we can get ourselves some blood from ourselves? I don't know, put it in a vial or something. <clears throat> to her, maybe. I can heal the cut afterward. So, I'm not sure if that's the I mean, uh, a last resource. Uh, we can at least try it to see if it abates a little bit and then maybe we take it a step further you know. right maybe we can do that you, now before we what do you go think? inside yeah, the wanna, you want to give it a shot well i'm Here. not very happy about self-fame but uh, you I'll, think my blood is the best one there is right now i'll try oh I'll, I'll take care of it i uh I've got my fair share of scars anyway, so I'll at least uh, give it a shot. Are so you okay I'll... with that, Juliet? You want to give I... it a shot? You want me to cut you or you want to cut yourself? Uh, I would much rather do it myself, sweetie. There you go. <laughs> I sure. Okay. So I'm going to uh, be I'll... ready here, Mari, to you tell me when you want me to cure you, okay? So I'll kind of put the knife in my hand and... Mm -hmm. Grip it real tight and slide it through, and then just. But be before we go on, where, um, where are you guys think you're doing this? Because you guys have just arrived, and you kind of are just having this conversation out in the middle of the town. The garrison oh, we're doing square. In the car. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you, you, you guys, you're in the car, but you're you're also like in the middle. Like there's people we were, around. I thought we were like, in eye shot of the city. I didn't know we'd yet entered the city. I thought we were like approaching. Yeah. Okay. I thought fair, so too. fair enough. Fair enough. 
We'll go with that. <laughs> the guards are like, sir, we're going to help you. Uh, very uh, important discussion right now. Hold on. I need to do something really quick. Trying to eat a vampire. Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, my goodness. Um, so. Um, all right. So in order to accomplish this, this is going to be kind of a combination of a couple of things. Um, I'm going to need a. Actually, no, I think this will work. Um, so if you're cutting yourself, Maury, okay. I need a I need a medicine check to make sure you don't sever an important thing. Sweet. Uh, where and, and where and where are you cutting yourself? And with uh, what? I'm, at this point, I'm I have uh, a knife, and I'm just or or Juliet's sword. I have. I gave him a dagger. She gave me her dagger, and I'm just I'm gripping it in my hand and just pulling it through, making a deep cut across my hand to drip over her mouth okay if that is the case um let's go with a sleight of hand check instead okay mostly so that way you don't squeeze too hard the dc isn't very high so all right uh, with an 11 all right um with an 11 twyla i would like you to give me a medicine check okay she's like but i have a spell for this yeah you do it's okay uh yeah that's a 16 all right um so between the combination of your checks um maury you do cut a little bit deeper than you probably would have liked you are able to produce a good a fair amount of blood um but you do kind of nick um one of the tendons in your kind of pinky finger um as you're going through it but twilight you're able to recognize that and you're able to kind of focus um depending on what you would like to burn as a well i'm going to say that the damage here is just one damage so depending on if you want to burn a cure wounds or i mean it doesn't really matter it's a level one spell slot um to heal him that will take care of the um the cut to the tendon so that way it doesn't actually you know rupture and then he's got like one finger that doesn't do anything um but you are able to produce a fair amount of blood um about enough to fill a small check like a small dixie cup I would say. Um, you're not sure. The, like that, yeah. Dixies of the West or the, the Southeast? Which of the uh, Dixie families are we? <laughs> southeast. <laughs> North, Northern Maine, actually. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, you are able to produce a enough. Oops, sorry about the mic. Um, you are able to produce enough to kind of fill like a small a shot glass of sorts. Uh, well, this is, uh, this is what you got. Let's see if it helps. Yeah, I drink. You, of course, can drink. Um, roll me a d20. Just any d20, just a d20. Doesn't matter if it's on the screen or not. All right. Um, with a seven. Um, it helps. It definitely does help. Um, it doesn't... It doesn't quite sustain you completely. It, it's much better than any of the animals you've had. You gather that based on kind of the, the feeding that you just got from Mori, um, this will prolong you for at least a day or two. Like you, it's done something. It's not like the other ones where it's been like, oh, it's like bought you a couple out. Like, no, this will, this will, this will hold you over for a day or two. But after that, you might need to feed again. 
Hmm. When it so hits, when, I was gonna say when it hits your when it hits your tongue, it's kind of that kind of um. I'm trying to think of the best way to describe what blood tastes like. Uh, kind of that coppery penny kind of taste or something like I guess is the best way to put it. Um, it's kind of got a little bit of a um a sting to it, almost like a little bit of a spice kind of. Um, perhaps based on his draconic heritage, maybe that's part of the reason why, but um. It does have a little bit different of a taste than like what you're used to consuming um or if you ever cut yourself and lick it it's different um hmm. better than wine or what, <laughs> what 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 we're gonna put it under so it worked uh yeah hmm. at least for a little bit or i'll be okay for now I'm still hungry, but it's a lot less mind-numbingly bad than it was. Thank you. Well, why don't we head into the town here and get some real food? Maybe they got some of them cheesesteaks here, too. Oh, I doubt they got anything like those cheesesteaks. Man, those were good. Hmm. They were really good. They smelled really good. Tasted even better. Melty cheese going right through all the shaved steak. Mm. It's delicious. Hey, Mecca's move the horses. Come on, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Excellent. You uh, you approach um, as you kind of come upon this Ember Garrison. You see that there is a kind of a set of um, almost two very large wooden doors that as you approach um you are recognized by a couple of the members of the uh, crimson regiment that are here kind of standing at the uh, at the gates um specifically you moron you're kind of hard to miss and uh they just kind of like hail and they just kind of like wave you in and as the doors kind of both swing wide open um wide enough for not only your cart but probably about three or four more um wide as well um as you kind of enter in this kind of this militarized training compound um you kind of see as you kind of like gauge um the area again there are sleeping quarters kind mm -hmm. of in a couple of different sections um off to the side it is midday um there are a number of different individuals kind of like all um in some sort of midst of training whether it be a specifically um melee weapons training um you do see like an archery range you also see a couple of people kind of like um bare knuckle like boxing a little bit kind of like um basically kind of training but they also do appear to move with some depth and some swiftness like almost like they do practice in some sort of martial art not just in the art of punching um you also do see a num another individual kind of like teaching a number of different recruits how to kind of um filter water as well as start fire there's there's kind of like a big um kind of eclectic kind of um different little sectors that kind of have their own like specialty um as they kind of walk around here um you have a little bit of time here um before bedtime so if, is there anything you'd like to do um prior to that or while you're having um or is there any conversations you'd like to have so Pardon my ignorance and not remembering, but I know that I sold my mall to a guy named Vlad for hardly any money. But I can't remember if that was on the battlefield at a campment or if that was here. 
That was not here. That was at an encampment on a battlefield. Okay, that's what I want. I thought so. That's what you yeah. Oh, I want to go around and help any anyone who needs me to help mending stuff that is broken. And I want to ask if they know anything about a flying beast going around. She's she's gonna spend the day doing that. Okay. Um, you actually do find um, the individual that's kind of like helping um, sift water and stuff like that is also kind of teaching individuals um, basic first aid and stuff like that. Um, he is a, um, a wood elf, uh, male, um, long kind of like blonde hair, um, nice thick um, brown goatee with like, um, he's almost got like um, camouflage style paint on his face. He wears um, some rough furs and leathers. Um, you also do see that he has a like a, an arrow, a bow and arrow and a quiver on his back. Um, and he's just kind of like um, knelt over in front of a couple of recruits and he just says, Hey, can I help you? Is there something you need? I was wondering if I could help you. You know, oh, helping um, some scrapes. That's fixing that's some stuff. that's new. Um, well, uh, sure. Uh, what do well, what do you do? What do you? What's your specialty? Well, I can heal. I can clean. I can fix okay. broken armor. Oh, uh, you can you can fix clothes. you can fix. You can fix things, okay. Um, well, we don't really teach, um, when you say heal, do you mean like just tend to general wounds or do you mean actual like uh, magic healing abilities? Well, um, I can cast cure wounds, so I guess he's healing magic. Okay. Maybe I know a bit about the other stuff, but most is magic. You see him, he's kind of like crouched over right now um, with a couple of other um, recruits. He's kind of playing with a, um, not playing, but he's kind of like crouched down and kind of stirring this little paste um, together. And he kind of is like, hey, if you can figure out how to make this stuff, uh, this could probably be much, this could probably be just as helpful as, uh, um, say, your ability to cure wounds. The, um, sure. the, pro the, if you can find the, um, you can find some of the general kind of, um, berries and kind of different plants that you need out in the wilderness in order to create this kind of, um, paste, which in the situations where you, um, are tapped out from your magic, I mean, it could be very helpful for you. Um, as far as the ability to fix things, um, I would direct you towards, um, um, Colonel Knuxid. Uh, she is, um, over, I mean, she's in that building over there. She kind of works on, um, weapons research and repairs and stuff like that. Might be worth talking to her about it, but, um, if you'd like, I can show you how to do this as well, if that's something you're interested in. Um, I, we don't really have need for, none of the recruits here have the ability to kind of, like, communicate with a deity in order to heal things, so... It's pretty much just rough and tumble, taking care of your own wounds, splinting, and that kind of stuff here. That's okay, I can do that and see if I can help you a bit, and I'll talk with her later, too. Hmm. All right, well, excellent. Um, all right, so what you do, and you spend basically the equivalent of a few hours kind of learning how to create a, um, a general kind of salve that basically um, gives you the ability to, rather than 
use um like say a spell slot for cure wounds it would allow you to basically do 1d4 worth of healing um but you'd have to have the components and everything like that to go along with it um which i will um send you the next time thank you um all right anyone else um i would like to i'd like to go to the library if there's a library here <clears throat> sure um you ask around generally and a couple of the recruits kind of point you off um uh, you see this one guy kind of the he's got kind of a black eye um he was kind of like um walking back um with one of his buddies who's kind of got a little bit of a limp from uh over being being over in the uh, martial arts area and they just kind of they point you off kind of in a direction kind of um towards a building where they they voice that um the best place for research and that kind of stuff um would be over there um um colonel Knuxid, uh onus uh, runs the research lab and she's got the most of the books here that would be of interest i suppose um she kind of collects all that kind of sciencey stuff she's kind of batshit crazy but you know that's where you'd go thank you i'm gonna hop over Hi. that way excellent Demikos, more her on. What are you guys doing? <laughs> uh, I think I'm just gonna just pass the time. I think so. Find some food. Kind of just relax a little bit, get some food, and just try to prepare mentally for what the heck's about to go on. Okay. Can I check right. uh, if there's a uh, somebody here who could <laughs> check uh, Hamish and Dougal? Mm -hmm. Maybe, uh, you know, like, like a vet type of person that can, uh, tend to any ailments they may have. Yeah, sure. Um, you are able to, uh, make your way over to the stables. Um, there is a stable here just outside of the, uh, or just within the gates here of the compound. You talk to a man named Herschel. He is able to kind of, um, tend to them and, um... Basically, it, you're able to explain him everything that you want. He's just like, I, I can take care of this for you. Um, sure, no problem. They seem like they're in pretty good spirits. They're a little old. Yeah. Maybe yeah, they get be us careful from, with them. Yeah, they're kind of slow, but they get us where we need to go. I, yeah, they pro hey, you probably could use a little bit faster a horse, but, uh, you know, these... This uh, particular breed, you're lucky. They kind of... They're not the fastest, but they have the longevity to go for a very long time, so... Perfect. Excellent. Um, so he's able to do that for you. Um, Morhan, you are able to enjoy most of your afternoon unimpeded. However, um, a very familiar figure does walk up to you. Um, you see a tall, blonde-looking um, human female... Um, that you've only really met once before. She um, helped outfit you with um, gear and um, armor and things of that nature, weapons, um, prior to your em embarkation on to fight the Duragar. Um, it's uh, Lieutenant General Lyra Hume. Um, she kind of um, recognizes you as she's like kind of walking with a couple of her 
um, other lieutenants, and she kind of takes this, pauses, kind of sees you and locks eyes with you and just kind of, one second. Mr. Morhoron, it's a pleasure to see you here. You well, Lieutenant, how have you been? Good, good. And, and you? No worse for the wear. I'm still walking around, so that's a win, I would say. Excellent. Um, what um, what brings you to the to the garrison? Are you looking to um, get some training, or are you just kind of passing through on? Just passing through, trying to catch a night's rest as we head north. Uh, got a few things we're trying to uh, handle up north. Uh, one of which has us a bit concerned. Apparently, there's some large flying beast in the sky, but. Uh, if we get around to that, we get around to it. If not, we'll just uh, stick to what we're looking for. You say you're headed north. Do you, what do you have to tend to? I mean, I we appreciate um, you taking taking on the flying creature, but what of interest is there of you of north? There's been a very large well, we've had some difficulty, um, as of late. Uh, come with me. And she kind of leads you into, um, kind of a small kind of, um, small kind of separate building, kind of like almost like a separate little office kind of building. Um, you, as you kind of walk through, you see to the right, you see a, um, through what you, through the crack of the door, you can actually see what appears to be a um, a dragonborn um, female, um, silver dragonborn female, kind of working um, with some different mechanical kind of um, structures and stuff. But you only catch kind of a glimpse of it as you kind of continue to walk forward down the hallway. You eventually take a left and then you end up in kind of a small little um office um you would assume to be hers um and she leads you in um in front of her and then um turns around and closes the door behind you uh, what what seems to need this kind of uh secrecy well i don't want to th- i don't want to i don't really want to startle many of the uh, other recruits here We've been having some issues um, up north. The um, have you heard of anything of a uh, um, a frog or toad-like um, creature? Yeah, I've definitely heard of that. It's uh, the 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 local towns are uh, up in arms about it, thinking it's could possibly become a bigger issue and hoping somebody will take care of it. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat familiar. It's gotten worse um, over the past few days. Uh, in fact, between it and um, a number of our, well, we've had some strange, I'm getting reports of some strange kind of illness. that's also taken up most of the, uh, most of the uh, soldiers up at the citadel it's 
the presence of these creatures has caused us no limit of um well in honesty pain and casualty do you think that the illness is related in any way possibly that's 100 percent sure all we know is that it's made it much more difficult i mean the uh the the other lieutenant general stebron um no, he is a little stubborn, but um, he seems to think it's due to some food poisoning. Um, it's no food poisoning. It's been going on for weeks now. I, unless there's something going on with the water supply, I do not know what it is. But we've sent some recruits up to go reinforce the the uh, citadel, and we've had a number of them not make it. We've had a number of them. We've had some make it through, but not before losing a good. If we sent up a, you know, a grouping of ten or fifteen, only three make it. Most of them don't remember what happened, other than the fact that they were attacked. By what? By whom? They aren't sure, other than the fact that they remember just the sound of, well, croaking, really. Well, uh, I, uh, you know that I myself am not one to back down from an adventure or a challenge. I think maybe, uh, maybe we could help each other out. I say this more of a warning to you than really anything else. I know of the capability, well, I know of the capabilities of two of you. It appears that from what I've seen, two of the group that you were with before are missing. Um, however, I know the two of you are capable, but do be careful. We've lost some good men up there. If you can find out where it's coming from, what it is, and well, I mean, if you can figure out how to stop it, or if you can, if you can stop it, I'm sure that the, uh, well, the dukedom itself would be in a great debt for sure, and the regiment would always be by your side. It's, it's no small task. I can provide whatever, I can provide whatever... Um, supplies, equipment. Hell, I can even probably throw in a couple of extra men as well if you need them. But well, if what you say is true, I think we'll need everything we can get for sure. Okay. Has uh, have there been any reports other than the sound of croaking? Has anyone? caught a glimpse? Do we have any idea what we're dealing with here? The only other thing that these men have reported is just I mean, a lot of them have reported the fact that they're very thirsty, but for water, of course, but 
Um, in addition, they each one has had its own vivid experience, whether it be, f but based <clears throat> mainly around color. Some see blue, some see red, some see green. But other than that, it doesn't really seem like anything that would make sense. Not at least on anything from this plane. Nothing that would. Well, you nothing that would have, be native. You don't have any uh, of the fallen here that have been returned. No, unfortunately, they've either all past or they've made it up to the citadel none of them have actually made their way back here well men would be a great help um uh, maybe if we could part with a few potions to keep us up and running uh, if you had a few to spare i could even i'm not too bad at uh herbalism and alchemy myself so if i needed to help the process of starting to make a few more in exchange of taking some with us that would be great but uh you've said a few key words that have me uh perked up a bit kind of on edge like a cat in a lightning storm i'll uh i'm interested to see what we find well I mean, you have a fair reason to be on edge, but what is it about that I said that troubles you the most? Well, whenever you uh, start to mention large creatures that kill things, uh, not of this plane, blue, green, red, let's just say I have history with certain creatures that meet somewhat of that description. Um, I do hope for my sake and the sake of my team, it's not what I think it is because I personally don't know if I can control myself, but we'll see what we run into. Yes. Well, either way, I will, um, if you're staying the night, I will go around and muster up what recruits I can. Um, you are, of course, um, able to we have a small stock of healing potions left um we unfortunately did have to use quite a few of them during the uh incursion of the well what apparently was an incursion of duragar are not under their own control i think that's a little bit crazy to me but and stranger things do happen indeed all right well i appreciate it Stop by and talk to um, Colonel Canuxid on your way out. She'll be able to uh, get you some. She has some storage of potions, um, as well as some other things that um, she's working on that may, may not be. I don't know. It, talk to her. See what she thinks. All right. She might have, she may have more insight than I do. She's like a little crazy. Will do. Excellent. Thank you very much. Be careful out there. You're one of the good I'm, ones. 
And she just kind of um, walks back over and opens the door for you to head out. All right, I will head out. Okay. Um, You step out and she closes the door behind you. Um, And you kind of hear an audible kind of like sigh. Um, And kind of like the creak of her like, like of her just sitting back down in a chair. You walk down the hallway. Um, It's about this time that Twyla, Juliet, you all happen to meet each other at the exact same time. What are y'all doing at the library? (laughs) Uh, Exploring. Walking around. I just got a receipt for some salts that Maybe we can use in the future. Yeah, small bit, but everything helps. Oh. Do you need help with something? I'm just looking for some books. Are you two looking for books, Mari? Am I looking for books? Well, I don't know. Maybe we just got decent things that told us that we should meet here. Uh, oh. It's fate. So I'm just gonna browse around. If you need me to find something specific, let me know. Sure. Uh, um, it's a... Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go. No, you're good. No, you go. I was just gonna ask, do I see anybody? You, of course, see somebody. Um, Yeah, so you... um, As you... All three of you kind of walk in. Um, You do see um, this same silver dragonborn that Morhan observed on his way through. Um, For the sakes of this, Demikos, do you decide to travel with them or are you just kind of chilling with Hamish and Dougal and Herschel, the the stable master? I'll stay with the stable master. All right, cool. Um, So you all kind of um, walk into this room. Um, You see a... Fairly well put together, but kind of scraggly at the same time. Um, spastic looking um, female silver dragonborn. She's got kind of these. Um, it's almost like she has um, horns that like, kind of go back into dreadlocks that kind of go behind her head. Um, she's got these like kind of piercing orange eyes that kind of come across them um, in front of her face. And she kind of wears kind of a mixture between a almost like a monk's kind of vestments, but also a um, has like a little small monocle that she has kind of attached into her dread as well, as well as she wears kind of like these gloves that have um, the fingers kind of cut out of them. And she just goes, oh, hello, darlings. Um, What can I who are? Why are you all here in my uh, in my lab? This is um, hi. Hello. I was told to come here for books. Oh, yes. Well, I I have those. Absolutely, for sure. Um, So what kind of books are you looking for? I kind of look around um, at the others and I sheepishly say um, books on undead and 
vampirism and maybe um, evil deities by chance, more of like the the devil demon kind. Are you looking for fiction or nonfiction, dear? <clears throat> Whatever I can get my hands on. We all know that nonfiction is basically like mm. yeah. So no, we're f- whatever you got. Right. Oh. oh, just one moment. Um, and she kind of, you see her kind of scurry off, and there's kind of like a section of like a beaded curtain that kind of covers a kind of like back storage room area, and you see her. You can hear kind of in the background, just like, um, and you kind of like hear and feel kind of like the, like the rustling and like banging of like different objects. And eventually she comes out with a um, rather dusty looking um, tome. She goes like, um, this book is um, one of my favorites. It's a very saucy book about a, a woman who finds herself falling in love with a vampire, but then also falls in love with a werewolf. It's it's quite wonderful, actually. Um, it might have um, some information for you. I'm not exactly sure if it's exactly what you're looking for, but this is the first thing I thought of when you said vampire. Is it called Moonlight by chance? It is called Moonlight. How did you know? Let's just let's just say we've read that a long time ago. No, that doesn't have anything that I needed it. Anything else? Well, I do have this book about blood curses, but I don't really know if this is really of use to you. I will, um, I will take that, yes. Oh, um, all right, sure. I, I can't really read it anyway. It's not any of use to me, so maybe you can make some, or at least make heads or tails of it. Okay, well, thank you. Anything with deities? Um, no, but, um, I do have a number of books of, um, Whoever used to live here had an affinity for collecting children's books. Do you have, by chance, um, five through eight of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? (laughs) Oh, yes, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, um, I don't have... So you... Why don't you want one through four? We already have them. Oh, oh, right, right. Um, I actually happen to be missing a number of those, but I do have six. I will take six. Okay, here, um, let me go get it. And she kind of, and again. <laughs> um, it's a donkey. Some Somehow there's a donkey back there. And she um, pulls out a, uh, a small it's a very tattered almost like thin paperback kind of looking book it's very different than the rest of the ones that you've had um almost like it was um instead of printed it almost looks like it was handwritten and drawn and you see the image of these four turtles on the front of it um each kind of in their own specific kind of um, color-coded garb almost. And you also see, um, you're reminded that um, one of the um, turtles on there looks very familiar, um, at least to you, Twyla, um, as you kind of look over her shoulder. 
Um, it looks very similar to the same turtle that was at the fighting pits back in Thistlebrush. A striking resemblance, if not almost exactly identical. Hey, can you tell me the name of this one? Can we check that out? Oh, that one's my favorite. His name is Leonardo. Okay. Yeah, he looks really nice, right? Oh, Pretty and he's strong. handsome and handsome too. You know, he reminds me of someone. I'm not sure if it's the same person. It's probably not because this looked like fiction, but there's someone really similar in Pistol Brush. So if you're ever in vacation, I suggest you go there. This is clearly not fiction. This is like real hmm. stories. Are you saying that Leonardo lives in a town on this continent? I say that someone very similar um, lives in a town in this continent called Tistlebrush, not so far away. I must make a trip there. Sure. Anyway. I think you need. Anyway. Bless you. Bless you, ma'am. Oh, oh, thank you, Trout. Um, anyway. Um, so, um, you, um, um, what is your name, by the way? Um, well, both of you. Who are you, anyway? I, I mean, I probably should keep better track of who comes in here anyway, but, I mean, if you made it to the front gate, it's, I mean, you might as well just, you obviously are friends of the regiment, so what does it matter? But who, who are you, um... Um, lady with the black hair and the very dark red piercing eyes and the very interesting looking choice of lipstick. Oh, um, Juliet. Ah, Juliet. Very nice. Um, and you, dear? I'm Twyla. And I like books about monsters. Books about monsters? Well, um, well, I did kind of give, I mean... I've got a really saucy tome about a woman who falls in love with a vampire and some were and a werewolf. I'll take it. I'm sure that I can spread the love around. Excellent, lovely. Um, and she, she gives you the copy of Moonlight. And who and are I you, there, handsome? Name's Maury. Well, hello, Maury. Um, and she kind of just like. <sighs> How can I help you? I'm just here observing right now. Oh, you are, are you? Taking in the sights, if you will. Yes. Yes, um, well, I hope you are enjoying them. We should leave, Juliet, we should leave. <laughs> Wait, why, why are we leaving? Oh, oh, yeah. I'm gonna go with Twyla. Did you find what you needed, Juliet? <clears throat> yep. Yep. You, you two. You two. I'm gonna take my book and read this, and you two just, um, do dragon things. I'm gonna go now. I don't need any books, though. Don't leave me. No. No books. <laughs> I don't, uh, no, no books. What do you need, dear? I'm uh, sure I can, I'm sure I can help you. 
Well, uh, I mean, I'm looking to go kill some stuff. I don't know if you have any information on that, but that's really what I'm good at. Hmm. Killing things. Hmm. Tell you what, I'm not supposed to tell anybody about this, but why not? You you seem like a fun one, so I'm sure you'll have some interest in this. So this thing, and she kind of like shows you kind of this very large mechanical looking um couple things. Two very similar objects, one of them much bigger than the other. Um, they kind of both look like very large, um, one of them, the biggest one is kind of, is a large, um, can't remember the name, um, ballista, there it is, is a very large ballista, and it's, um, at the base of it, underneath, there's a kind of a very large looking, um, dark kind of black crystal that kind of sits at the bottom of it, and she goes, this, now get this. This is just going to get you all that all excited. What it is, is this thing is a ballista that never needs to be reloaded. It is an possible. Now, you see that little thing down there or that? Well, it's rather large, wouldn't you say um, that rather large looking crystal generates oh, yeah. enough magical force to be able to propel an arcing arcane force missile out of it so much so that one could blow a hole through a mountain if they wanted to and you made this well yes i i i made it but it's um that's quite impressive. It's, it, it's well, it's well, it's in prototype. It's um, I haven't quite gotten it perfect yet, but I have gotten kind of a miniaturized version of it, um, kind of made. Um, and she kind of shows you what appears to almost be just a smaller version of it, but they could almost kind of fit in your hand. Um, it has a um a smaller version of this um crystal. Um, that is placed at the end of a chamber where there's almost like a small hammer on the end of it. It's kind of kind of a trigger mechanism. Um, and she's, she kind of voices the same thing. She goes, this thing, um, I've gotten it to work. It doesn't, I mean, it packs about as much punch as a, uh, well, as a heavier version of a crossbow, but this thing never needs to be reloaded it just kind of repeatedly shoots from outside of itself um that's quite an amazing feat yes it's still experimental it works but i do need someone to test it um well unfortunately i don't have much money to I'd love to help you out, but I don't know if there's well, any way I can. It would be a... Think of it more as a favor. You... Oh, 
Yeah, I'm I'm good at, at doing favors for people. Hmm. I bet you are. So if you would take this for me and experiment in your travels, the next time you come back, report on what you've found, and hopefully I can take that feedback and give you a more refined version of it. And as payment for this experimentation, you'll be able to keep a final version of it for yourself. That's uh, very generous of you for me just uh, going out and testing something for you. Well, it has been known to kind of um, prematurely explode without warning. Um, I wouldn't know anything about that. Right. Um, but, needless to say, it um, does pack quite a punch. It does have some stopping power, if uh, you know what I mean. It can definitely um, do some damage, for sure. But like I said, it's experimental. Well, also, yeah, you, may I... want, you may want these if you're going to do that. And she kind of turns around, she takes out um, four potions of greater healing and just kind of puts them on the table and she goes, yeah, um, take those two, just in case. Well, I appreciate it. I, uh, I tell you what, I'm going to owe you one for this too, so we're on quite a pressing mission to go handle this. Uh, I will go test this. I'll take your potions, but uh, when I come back, I believe I'm going to owe you a dinner. I believe you will. We'll call it a date then. A date then. I like that. And I slowly back out, wondering what the heck just happened to me. <laughs> and you do. Juliet Twyla, where were you during that entire exchange? I went outside. I kind of took Twyla by the arm and I'm like, let's, let's go Twyla. Let's, let's go do things. And then I've, she had, <laughs> and she had like, I would say maybe the book in her hand, like, oh yeah, you see the whole thing about this is Aiden fell in love with like Sarah and it was a whole thing. And then she went for the, it was real stupid. Hey ladies. Hey! Uh, I think something was kind of off about that woman in there. Yeah. yeah, she's totally into you there, big guy. What do you mean, into me? She, I mean, she, she, wanted, she wanted my assistance in helping her test some weaponry. She wants your assistance, for that's for sure. To, to test to something, test yes. Some... Mm-hmm. Wait a sec. You, you get the balista. Uh, I've, I've heard the word, uh, I believe it's euphemism. It was she, was ballista in reference to something else? I, I'm not sure, but. Depends on what you think. Did you think she right. meant something else? Uh, no, I, I thought she wanted me to test her weaponry. Um, <laughs> not now what you make me think is. Test her weaponry. Um, 
I may have gotten myself in a little deeper than I anticipated. Uh, I told her once I came back, I'd take her on a date, but I meant more like, thank you. Here's, here's some food. Okay. Yep. See, you see how that, it could be, thank you. Here's, here's some food. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Nope. It seems a bit more clear when I hear you say it. Mm -hmm. It's more of, thank you. Here's some, mm, you, mm, you get it? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Uh, I, I feel like right now I'm, yeah, okay. I feel like I'm so dumb I could throw myself on the ground in this. Um, all right. Well, let, we at least have this, and I'll show them, kind of tell them about the ballista. Uh, I got some, got some great healing potions. Nice. It looks like I have at least a week to figure out what what I will do in return. Uh, let's just so, let's move on. Let's so, don't worry. Move on. We can say that you died, and you just hide. We'll just hide you. So, okay. Um, you didn't an idea. You didn't find it weird, big guy, that she just randomly gave you four potions. Uh, for no, did you pay I her? Mean, it, no, it, it happens every once her? in a while. I, nice young ladies are always kind of handing me stuff, and I'm saying thank you, and they say, "Oh, you can thank me," and then I say, "Yes, thank you," and it's usually where our exchange ends. Wait a sec. Yeah, there's just... Yeah. This, is, this is why you've been single all these years, Mori. And you have stuff. And you have stuff. Hey. I, uh... I think? I think I got a lot more, uh... I wanna go. Work Bye. to do on my insight in these situations. I'm... <clears throat> I'm gonna go with Twyla. Love you, there, big Follow guy. Follow me. Stay there. <laughs> now. All right. I'm gonna go find Demikos. All right, and you go to find Demikos, and while you do that, we're gonna go on break. Uh, today's uh, secret code word is ballista. <laughs> um, put Ballista into the chat for your chance to win those free <laughs> dice, and we'll see you after the break. Innuendo would have been Save better, me, but Save me. I think I think Ballista's good enough on this one. <laughs> and we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, there we go. Now now the thing's working. Okay. So the winner of the dice giveaway is going to be Faylight underscore um is it Ballista? Uh, Faylight Treasure. I wrote Ballista because I was writing things down here. But Faylight underscore Treasure. Um, you are the winner of the dice giveaway, so make sure you check your um, DMs here on Twitch, and we will get that to you here right away. All right. So you all um, are just kind of all meeting up kind of here at the end of the day in kind of the uh, courtyard here of the... Uh, of the Ember Garrison. Um, is there anything that you would like to discuss before heading off to bed? I'll show the ballista and, and to uh, Nimico so we can check it out. We'll talk to him about that. But... Mori may have a dragon girlfriend afterwards. Yeah, it's uh, Nimico's. The girls sometimes give you stuff because they like you and you don't know that that's what's happening. Nah, I usually 
know that's what's happening. All right. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Thought so. <laughs> she give you this ballista? Yeah, yeah, and and four greater healing potions. Wow. She must really like you. Apparently, that uh, that is what I also got from this situation. Nice. But I told her we'd have dinner at some point. Is that nice? That should maybe uh, get her a thistle brush and get her some cheesesteaks. That's a good idea. Maybe she'll follow me down there. It's only a day's travel. Mm, it's like a week. <laughs> I can go on vacation with her, I guess. Let's see how dinner goes first. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to be shoving cake in my mouth at this point, please. <laughs> this, mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's a little stale. Um, because it's been a no, I mean it's not totally stale. It's actually pretty okay. Um, it's kind of got that little bit of crust on the outside, like wherever you cut last into the cake, because um as it kind of sits out in the air, you, get, you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, people that bake. Um, so it um um but it still holds its flavor fairly well. Um, yeah, it tastes, um, you know, pretty okay. Okay. Mm. Is that our fake wedding cake? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ah. Oh. That was pretty funny. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. We really got that guy snowed over. He had no idea what was going on. None! I'm looking at them because, like, what? No idea. Fake wedding cake? Mm-hmm. Must have missed something. <clears throat> a lot. It's a long story. Maybe we'll get to it on tomorrow's travel. I'm going to think I'm going to turn in tonight. I've got a, a lot of uh, reflection to do. Mm. Reflection. Yep. That's what we call it now. Do they have like target dummies or anything in this place? Oh, absolutely. They have tons of them. Uh, you see in um, a couple of areas, you, there's weapons training going on. Uh, there's a kind of like um, a captain that's kind of like or a colonel that's kind of handling the uh, <clears throat> the training of those individuals. And they're kind of like utilizing weapons and practicing techniques and some of the straw dummies. There's also some shooting um, over at the archery range as well. Um, at right, I'm going to head over to the archery range. Absolutely. I'm going to take that ballista, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's yours. Go ahead. Don't let a dragonborn see you with that silver one. If you see her, hide. Oh, she's silver, huh? Yeah, I think so. Oh. I mean, if this is like middle of the day or late afternoon, I'd go with him anyway to see it happen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna blast this thing. I'm gonna stay reading and writing some rituals in the book. Yeah, that's uh, fine. Same. I'm just gonna be reading the blood book. Okay. <clears throat> Absolutely. In that, in that awkward silence. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. So you, um, Demacos, you and Morhan head on over to the archery range to go. Test out this uh, very strange-looking ballista. It's kind of made out of... um, It's made out of metal. 
ironically enough. It's got like kind of a wood handle on it and it kind of like has like the um design almost of a hand crossbow but not quite. It and it kind of has the little bit of flare that kind of like points it out in that direct in the uh direction as if it had a, a bowstring to pull back, but it doesn't actually have a bowstring. It looks like it's kind of just there as a kind of a focus locus of control. Um there's a little hammer on the back um that when you go to if you pull on the trigger and you don't pull all the way, it kind of like kind of pulls itself back and you can see the little kind of darkened black crystal that kind of like rests on the inside of this uh, particular weapon. Um, any particular dummy you're trying to shoot at or just a random one? Just one that's in front of me at the archery range. <clears throat> All right, uh, go ahead and um, go ahead and roll a d20 for me, please. Oh. Eat that target. <laughs> so with a natural 20, um, you fire this thing and it the hammer kind of comes back and just goes it, it strikes onto this kind of crystal and my natural 20 thing is going absolutely bananas right oh okay we're just going to turn that off now because it's, it's kind of doing crazy stuff okay um the uh the hammer kind of comes down and it makes like almost like a little spark and you just see and from that spark you kind of feel the a little small like localized explosion from within the chamber of whatever this kind of strange mechanism is and it fires a arcane projectile whoosh, like straight out from it um as it strikes onto that little um dark crystal you kind of feel like a recoil um from the weapon um and you hit the target square right between the eyes and just like the straw head of this thing just goes into dust Trying to get a sense of which what what kind of damage would be rolled for this. <laughs> um, it would be my friend two d eight. Okay. Thanks. That was freaking awesome. Yeah, I nailed that thing right in the head. Pretty sure I turned that device over to the right person. That was fantastic. Perhaps, but I prefer punching things. Well, we'll see. Uh, I'm sure that thing shoots quite a distance, so maybe if we're running up to something, we can shoot it a couple times before we get into punching range. Yeah, that's that's a plan. <laughs> So I wasn't totally honest with you earlier. Um, I had no clue that that dragon lady was like into me, I think is the way they said it. Uh, how do you know if somebody's into you? Just kind of feel it. The way they look at you. The amount of attention they're paying you. I feel like I might have missed multiple opportunities throughout my lifetime. Perhaps. Maybe you can help me keep an eye out. Make sure I don't miss anything else. 
Sure. It's interesting. I always just kind of assumed I was too abrasive or unapproachable. Maybe it was uh, me all along. I've, I've seen you and Juliet interacting, and she yeah, seems to. She doesn't help me with any of this stuff, though. Yeah, but the way she talks to you. What do you mean? It's kind of kind of what you got to pay attention to. I'm not saying for her because she's kind of out there, but like listen to her to kind of tell me when other people might be saying something. And... No, just the way she talks to you is the way that any other female that's interested in you is going to talk to you. As in, you feel like Juliet's interested in me. Yeah, but I would stay away from that. Uh, I mean, she said I, she's a vampire. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's that's a definitely bit, a red flag. It's a bit terrifying. <laughs> definitely a red flag. It's it is a bit off-putting, I would say. Uh, I definitely care for her and like to help her out, but maybe uh, once we defeat multiple of her uh, patrons. We can talk. That's a yeah, never yeah. Put that as the goal. We can defeat multiple patrons, and then maybe you can talk. I appreciate uh, your candidness, Demikos. I I really do appreciate. It. Of course. Head back to the barracks. Yeah, what What even time is it? I feel like I've been traveling forever. You guys were talking, dilly-dallying forever. I was sitting with Hamish and Dougal for God knows how long. You know how long I can talk to a horse? It was quite Not a while. Long. You were there for quite a bit of time. I started neighing at them. <laughs> we need to, yeah, let's, we need to move on. Let's go to sleep and go kill some stuff. Yeah. All right. So you all um, are able to make it back to the barracks where you are staying for the evening. Um, unless any of you has anything more to discuss, we can start our night's rest here. Just looking through my books, seeing what I could find out about blood curses and shit. Cool. <laughs> Um, go ahead and roll. Just give me a intelligence check. Does she know she's so smart? Mm -hmm. Hey, this could be the one time you roll well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. this could be the yeah, this <laughs> that could, could be, the be one that one time. It could be, or you could just roll six. Um, yeah, you're having trouble. I mean, it's in a very... It doesn't appear to be in any spoken language um, or written language that you understand or know. Um, I believe you know... You, I know what you're about to say, so go ahead and say it. I don't want to take have, it away from I, you. I have eyes of the runekeeper! <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, so because of the eyes of the runekeeper, you... Only because of those eyes of the runekeeper, you are able to make out that this script is kind of a very strange old runic code 
it is going to take you some time, more than what a natural six will get you on an intelligence to figure intelligence check to figure it out. Um, but if you take your time with it and try to decode it, you will be able to learn something out of it, you think. I'll sooner learn Draconic than understanding this shit. Hey, take it easy, please. Hi. I can help if you want, you know, if maybe. But not today. Let's go sleep. You know. Going to sleep. Yeah. All right. Um... Um, I just want to mention for folks who are trying to redeem the uh, the um, stuff for the uh, the plus ones, um, you'll have to use the uh, the stream elements um, uh, kind of like panel down below on Twitch um, and redeem it that way um, with your gold pieces instead of the chat commands now. Um, so you all lay down for a night's rest. Anyone? I mean, you don't really have to take watch. You're in a um, protected barracks garrison, but it's entirely up to you if you choose to do so. I just need four hours, so. Okay. Yeah, um, no. Okay, cool. Um, so you all go to sleep. Um, Morhoron. You, with the images and stuff that you've heard today, um, sleep is difficult to find. Um, you kind of toss and turn, um, <clears throat> reminded of the, the imagery that's been mentioned to you, this um, chromatic toad frog thing that is encroaching here um, and kind of and affecting this northern portion of the dukedom the red flags that you feel are you you're reminded of that night long ago and you continue to toss, turn, toss. You are able to find rest, um, but it's difficult. Um, can you give me a wisdom saving throw, please? Again. Five. You find sleep, um, but it's not restful. It, in fact, is <sighs> you feel like you are awake the entire night. Um, Juliet, with your passive perception, you notice that Morhoron is kind of just tossing and turning. And is having a very, very large difficulty trying to find sleep to this evening. Go to bed. <laughs> if I if I if I open my eyes and I look, 
and if I see the blanket off him or something, I'll just like, I'll go pull it on him. Go to sleep. Gotta get up early. Mm-hmm. You okay? No. No, I'm not. I'm, uh... I'm just fearful for what might happen tomorrow. Uh, not really what might happen, but how I might react to it. Uh, if it is indeed what I think it may be. And then we'll smash it in its head if it is. That's the intention. We've been through a lot. I'm sure we can get through this. I agree, and uh, I appreciate you uh, being there for me through all of this. Yeah. Through a lot. Anything for you, big guy. I know that. Try to rest. No promises. I will whatever uh, if I've got already got my four I'll kind of just keep watch and make sure he's okay and yeah just check on him okay um, Mohan give me another wisdom saving throw please I'm going to cast enhance ability on you should have advantage Alrighty, good thing. And let's do... Okay. Um, So with a total of 14, you are able to um, finally find rest. Um, Juliet kind of watching over you, um, kind of sitting by your side. Um, it's comforting enough. Um, and you are able to find a full night's rest. So, um, you all wake up, um, to the morning sun of this, um, barracks here. Um, you know, you take your time to take stock, um, wake up, eat kind of a very poor man's kind of, um, breakfast here it's not nothing special it's just kind of like the standard kind of um potatoes and mash and um that's about it as far as uh the kind of meal that's served here um you're able to suit up your cart um and as you guys are kind of assembling your cart um an individual um approaches um moron you recognize this it's um the lieutenant uh, General um, Lyra, the um, the blonde um, leader of this kind of uh, unit here, and she goes, um, Moron, Juliet, um, good to. Um, I'm sure we'll. What's your name, dear? 
the uh, not Twyla. Twyla nice and the you. nice to meet you. And um, you devil guy. Uh, Demagos. Okay, no, nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> I um, was able to find a um, oh, one um, suitable um, volunteer. I, I, it's the only one I could um, convince. Um, Tom, come. And um, you see kind of um, shambling up to you a very thin, gaunty looking um, individual, very small, um, kind of short in stature. Um, he does appear to be a halfling, um, but and very, very thin. And he just kind of um, makes one of like, oh, yeah, you call for me. Um, yes, Tom, um, this is the group that you are um, that you volunteered to work with. Oh, hi. Um. If you won't, I can uh, accompany you the rest of the way. Um, I know my way up uh, up on the North Road if you need some help um, or anything. Um, I know um, I'm probably not the one you thought you were going to get, but um, everybody else is kind of, uh, well, I used to catch frogs back in the uh, back at, back home, so I'm not too afraid of what's going to happen up there. Oh my god, he's going to die. Uh, um... Do you, do you do you do magic? Do you use a blade? What? Uh... Um, kind of. Um, no, no. Well, not magic. Um, well, kind of magic, but not really. It's complicated. How do I put it? Um, I can kind of. Um, I'm very hard to pin down. I'm very sneaky. Um, are you a rogue? Of sorts, um, yeah, basically, I, I mean, I could pretty much hide behind any of you for the most part and no one would ever see me, um, which is great because then I can sneak around the corner and just pow, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, I mean, hey, well, uh, as we said, we will take any help we can get. Oh, right, Al. Mm -hmm. Uh, are you here by yourself? Do you have friends, family, loved ones that you would say goodbye to before we leave? Um, well, no, really. Um, unfortunately, um, well, um, family was killed during the, uh, Durgar raids, um, but, um, things are looking up. Um, oh, I, I, uh, joined this, um, uh, I decided to enlist. It was, um... <laughs> I mean, I didn't really have anything else I could really do is either that or um, um, well, harvest dirt, but that's not really a fun job at all. Um, my pal Dennis does it. It's, um, eh, I mean, he likes it. I don't. But um, either way, uh, this was kind of the only really out for me. So um, it's been, um, I mean, I get food. I get to sleep. It's been pretty nice. All right. Well, good. That was a little rough, Mari. But okay. And you and you see him. He's kind of got this like kind of like tousled um, hair. Um, his trousers are kind of like this like long green kind of like pants. He kind of like hold um, there. It's kind of a sad sight. He like has them kind of like up towards his like um, just above his navel, um, strapped on with uh, with like these like suspenders. 
um, and kind of a um, a white like kind of shirt. And um, he's got these kind of like really thick, thick glasses um, that he also wears that as he kind of is talking to you and in the sunlight, you can kind of see the glare kind of reflecting off in different directions. Oh, you poor sweet, sweet halfling. Oh, let's go be heroes. Yay. Yeah, right Oh. Twyla, you seem really excited about this. Let's go. <laughs> it's not so bad. <clears throat> oh man. Um yeah, let's 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 go. All right, yeah, let's go. Um and you all embark out um north. Um so, as part of this travel up to the town of Pinewall I would like you all to tell me what you are doing in order to ensure that your travel is um, uneventful. I am going to send Timic a um, hundred yards, hundred feet ahead, and I'm going to look through his eyes doing perception. So you're trying. To, oh, okay. Because you said he's, I have the, the yeah, fine familiar. Good. Yes, and he is has owl stats. So if it's relying on, I believe it's, it's relying, relying on mine. Yeah, um, so I believe, I believe the owl has keen sight, right? So it gets advantage on perception checks, or is it just a bonus? I'm trying to remember. Um, Let me go look. I have it up. I'll look it up later. Um, I'll look it up while you're rolling. So go ahead and just give me a perception check. Advantage or no? Um, okay, that's a 12. Come on. Yeah. Come on, internet. Um, um, yes, um, please, yes. Uh, with advantage, yep. All right, still 12. Okay, cool, awesome. Great rolls. Um, so with a 12, um, you are able to kind of keep a good gauge on the horizon. Um, Timic is kind of um, in his little spirit owl form, just flies around, um, and you're able to kind of keep watch up ahead of you on the road. Seems pretty quiet. Timic's still doing perception without him uh, being here. I think um, Juliet and Mori may need a minute and a long ride in the carriage, so I'm going to be flying on the broom next to the Mechos and checking around for any signs of magic or to see if there's something affecting the area. Yeah, sure. Go ahead and roll me an Arcana check. Hey, the Mechos, I hope you don't feel so lonely today. Fine. A lot of my time I spend alone anyways. Harsh, harsh, then I'll go. You can stay. Okay. Uh, okay, um, with a 21, uh, you are able to kind of um, kind of get a gauge of your surroundings. This area um, north here of Nulgrim, it, while you're not totally familiar with it, you do get the sense that the further north you travel, the more of a, just a... Uh, unnerving, not unnerving, um, just something's off about the energy here. It's not like 
and and um Mohran, you kind of like know this as well that like the energies up here in the north just kind of whatever whatever reaches beyond the veil here in this region it's just kind of just something's weird just different just doesn't feel quite right but it's always been like that um but twilight you were able to kind of feel that kind of unnerving sense as well as you're traveling through i just tell that to the guys you know feels weird just stay on guard you too tom stay close no, right now I will. Sounds good. Um, it's hard to stay close if you're up there. <laughs> stay close to the carriage. Okay. <laughs> um, Morhoran Demikos. Uh, I'm sure that we take uh, a few pit stops along the way just to let the horses rest a bit. Uh, oh yeah. Once we do, I'm just gonna. Take a walk around and look, make sure none of the wheels seem loose, none of the bolts seem loose, that we can keep going, assuming there's going to be no issues or breakdown uh, with the mm -hmm. cart. Okay. Uh, what are your tool proficiencies? Uh, own in tool proficiencies, just herbalism and alchemy. Okay. Um, if that being the case, I will ask you to just give me a general intelligence check okay. okay um with an eight you kind of go ahead and gauge um the you gauge the status and kind of the um the condition of the wheels and the uh the yoke here and um, everything seems to be in working order. Um, you don't see any signs of like particular wear and tear. Um, everything seems pretty, um, pretty good. Nothing really catches your eye here. Um, and then Demikos, what are you doing? I would like to give one of the horses a rest and pull the carriage in its in its space in a spot. So I'll I'll take Dougal off of the off the reins and then I'll uh. Get in its spot and pull a pull a wagon. Okay. Um. Yeah, that'll be an athletics check if I've ever heard one. What you doing? Nice. A twenty-four. That's cool. Um. I like that. So you all kind of see um Demikos kind of like strap himself, kind of um kind of ties the um the harness um that that uh, which one was it? Did you decide to give a break, Dougal or Hamish? Hamish. Hamish, okay, so he takes the harness of Hamish and kind of wraps it around his waist, and him and Dougal just start pulling the cart along um, just down the road here and um, are able to, you know, do a pretty good job of it. Um, during um, one of your stops, um, or as you're kind of going along, um, you at one point, um, as you're pulling the cart along, Demikos, you feel kind of like a... Um, kind of a small kind of like jostling of the cart and you look back and then um, suddenly you just feel like you're getting more resistance as you're trying to pull. Um, you look back and you see that indeed one of the uh, wheels on this wagon has kind of um, snapped and caved in on itself. Um, and you're now just kind of dragging a, a cart with a lame wheel behind you. Impossible. I got a, I got a plan for that. I'll hook uh, Hamish back up. 
then I'll go to that broken wheel and I'll fly above it, lifting it up. So it's riding on three wheels. Okay. Um, so it's going to take you some time to get that thing set up. Um, is there anything else that anyone else would like to do in order to try to help out Demikos here? Um, Twyla, don't you have mending? I do. I can't try that. <clears throat> if Demikos allows, because if he just wants to show off his, oh, his strength, I'm not going to stand in his way. I'm not trying to show off. Okay, then let me get close. I'm trying to do a mending. Okay. Um, go ahead and um, you go ahead and take. How long is mending? Is it like just six seconds? Is it an action, I think? Or is it. Uh... I think it's past. Can... Um, mending, it's one minute. Okay. All right. So you take the minute to kind of, you guys all kind of set up and kind of um, you start concentrating on trying to preparing this wheel. Um, while she's doing that, what are the rest of you doing? I'm obviously just going to get off the cart. Yeah. <laughs> just, just keep an eye out. Yeah, sure. You know, Tom arrived and the cart just broke. Is this bad luck? Is this Tom's? Are you doing something, Tom? Oh, uh, no, I, um, I don't really, um, I mean, it looks like you're doing a pretty good job fixing it right now. I could try to strap it back together, but it looks like um, I think what you're doing is probably going to be a little bit more serviceable than what yeah. I would try to do. You must be too heavy. That's the thing. Oh, I do like to eat. He weighs like 10 pounds, basically. He's basically like an infant child at this point. Like he's he's so thin and gaunt. It's kind of like it. it's it's sad. Um, Tom? Can um, Morhron and uh, Juliet, can you roll a d20 for me, please? Mm hmm. And uh, Demikos, you as well. Was it a d20? Yep. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> All right. Julia, you rolled a 13, is that right? Yeah. So as you all are kind of gathering around Twyla here, um, oh, I almost forgot. Terrible. Um, as you guys are all kind of standing around here, kind of huddled around Twyla, um, Juliet, you, you hear kind of the sound of a twig snap. I summon my blade. We okay. have company, boys. And girl. Protection from good and evil. Something's <laughs> okay. in the cart. Okay. I stay fixing the cart. Okay, you stay fixing the cart. Um, you look around. You don't see anything. Juliet, give me a perception check. Okay. Because you were the one that kind of noticed what direction it was coming from. Okay. Um, so with a 24, as you're standing there kind of gauging your surroundings here as... Um, <laughs> at, sorry, I'm trying to change something. As you're all kind of standing around here gauging your surroundings, you 
you see kind of like little tufts of smoke and dust, um, almost like as if footprints just kind of kind of puff up here along this kind of like dusty. What is now, as you've been traveling, has kind of evolved into kind of a dust bowl of a um, of a landscape here. Um, you continue to kind of watch it move and. What do you I'm do? going to ca I'm going to cast fairy fire on it. Okay, you cast fairy fire on it. And because it's one of my draw abilities, it doesn't cost me a spell slot. Perfect. Um, I believe that's a deck save. Mm, yes. <clears throat> what is your spell save DC? Sixteen. 16 okay um he passes with a 20 um so you throw this dust this fairy fire out at this kind of like area of dust and you see you see the the footprints kind of kind of like shift a little bit almost like dodging out of the way of your spell as you kind of flash it out in front of you um it's at this point the visage or the invisibility of this person wears off and they stand there at you with a kind of like brimmed hat with a hand crossbow at the ready and reveals themselves. I need you all to roll initiative. Give me one second. You don't look like a frog. No, he don't look like a frog. Oh, it's cool when the VTT can't see Jack. <laughs> can you guys even see anything? <laughs> I can just see the map. Nothing I on can. It. You guys can't see anything on it, though, right? No, I don't like map. Okay. Well, hopefully we can fix that problem. While we get that figured out, um, I do not want Hamish and Dougal to roll initiative. <laughs> um, go ahead and roll initiative for me. And we're going to need our old buddy here. Oh, there's our pal, uh, Tom. Kind of over here, kind of talking to Twyla over here. <laughs> All right. Should I be able to see something now on the map? You should be. Um, I'm. Tr I'm. Did you uh, give it a refresh and see, we'll see if we can go. Um, I'm trying to get this one for the stream to go back up, but it's taking its time. So, um, we might have to. Well, we'll. F so as this individual kind of peers up around the corner, he points his weapon out at you, and maybe we get a map here. Maybe. <laughs> refresh work for me. Yeah, for me too. 
I'm still yeah. What I'm gonna... seeing, it's making me nervous. Hey, there we go. All right, cool. Refreshing now. <clears throat> um, you see this guy kind of standing out in front of you with his weapon drawn. Um, get out of here. Um, and as he does, as he does this, um, you actually. You all of a sudden hear the sound of a like fly um, past um, your ear, Morhoron, um, towards Juliet. Juliet, I need, well, actually, I need to roll something. Um, this individual also reveals himself over here in the corner over here, stepping out. Um, he, he is going to roll an attack at you, Juliet. Um, that is going to be a 17 to hit, and that's going to do 10 points of damage, which automatically goes on your sheet. Um, and, he, and he has and he has multi-attack, and he's going to attack again. Um, that is going to be an 11 to hit, but that misses. And so you see him kind of come around the corner, around the corner of this tree, and just um, fires off two quick crossbow bolts in succession, um, able to kind of almost like very quickly quick draw through, through two of them, um, hitting you with one of them. Cool. So he has to actually show on the initial tracker. Um, next is our buddy um, that just saw you. His weapon drawn. He's going to fire at you. Mm -hmm. um, that's going to be a natural 20 for a crit. Um, that's yeah. going to do 13 points of piercing damage. Um, and then he also has multi-attack. Um, so he is also going to... Um, very quickly fire off another one um that one however is a 10 and that one does miss you so he's able to kind of get two quick shots in uh, in the succession um but that's going to end their turn but it is now your turn juliet what would you like to do so is this one over here with the hat <clears throat> that's the one that hit me with the crit they yeah that's the one that hit you with the crit okay going to go right over here because our guard friend is right there so that would mean that i would be flanking correct that is correct okay um my bite attack is considered a weapon attack and yes, my packed weapon is considered a weapon attack so i'm going for two attacks one of them being a bite all right go for it vampiric bite if it would just roll come on now are you pressing the attack button on the chat i was i was pressing standard roll ah uh, okay um that is an 18 to hit that does hit so go ahead and roll damage for four points of piercing damage as you jump on this guy and <laughs> you hit me um, as you jump on this guy dealing four points of damage. Um, you're able to sink your teeth in. How would you like to bite him? Uh, my eyes just completely go red as as the the hit like you can't see the white in him. And as he hits me with the crossbow, I just smile, run right over to him, grab him and. <laughs> yeah, so you all kind of see this like um, display of Juliet just kind of like after she gets hit, she just kind of kind of gives that like sickening kind of like Harley Quinn looking smile and just like darts over and just 
clutches onto him and bites him right in the neck. Um, and kind of ripping away for your second attack. Go ahead. Okay. Uh... No, strong thing. Okay. And that's advantage. Yes, it is. That is a natural 20. Um, so go ahead and roll. <laughs> go ahead and roll your damage. Would you allow me to do something cool? Sure, go ahead and describe it. What are you doing? Would you, would you allow me to summon my blade in his gut? Absolutely. Oh. So, so you are able to, um, as you're holding on, as you're kind of like holding that bite, you take your hand and just... And you all kind of see, as she's like kind of feeding down and kind of sucking on his neck, you see the apparition of the blade just like kind of appear inside of his body. He's just um, taking 21 points of damage. Um, that was a pretty good hit. Absolutely. Um, he is still standing there, but he is... Um, that took quite a big chunk out of him. Um, That's my go. De Demikos, it is your turn. Before you go, you do notice that these individuals um, do bear the orange kind of um, bandana around their necks, indicating that they are with the orange jackal gang. Would Demikos know who the orange jackal gang is? He would. Um, you would know that this is likely the bandit outfit. Um that your brother is related to. Okay. I'm going to fly over here. I'm going to make a weapon attack on him. Okay. All right, weapon attack inbound. That is a 22 to hit. That absolutely hits with your butcher's cleaver. Dealing 14 points of damage. Okay, and then I will... As you come in with that big, giant, um, kind of um, one-handed great axe, but it, it's got that large, giant blade as you come in, slash down. He just kind of takes it across the face. Second and then I will punch him. Sure. Uh, question on Foundry. Did you link... Just a regular unarmed strike to my hand wraps? No, I, I, I changed it to your hand wrap strike. Okay. Well, it says usability when I click hand wraps. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, don't hit that one. Just hit a regular unarmed strike. Okay. Yep. That is going to be a 24 to hit. That absolutely hits. For 14 points of damage, one of part of that being lightning damage. So you all kind of just see um, uh, la, 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 Demikos just like after he kind of slashes out with the one hand, he just kind of poof, quick jab with the left. And you just see this kind of arc of like electrical lightning energy just kind of um, pierce through this guy. Um, kind of like Lloyd in um, Home Alone, just kind of and um, takes the 14 points of damage from that strike. And then I will flurry of blows. Absolutely, flurry of blows. Um, twenty-three definitely hits. Um. Oh, that should have the hand wraps. 
Um, so don't hit. The, so don't throw your flurry of blows. Um, when you do flurry of blows, just use your standard um, punching instead. I didn't. I didn't connect it to flurry of blows. It's just all connected to okay. your punches. Yeah. So just just make it a normal punch. So just throw a punch in again, and then just throw your attack yeah. roll. I'll, we're gonna ignore that roll. We just want the damage on this one. Alright, there's the damage. For another, for another 14 points of damage. Okay, and then go ahead and roll your second attack for your flurry of blows. Same thing. Um, so 14 does miss, but you're able to kind of you come in with the uh with um the blunt end of the uh of the cleaver and you just poof, kind of hit him with the butt end of it and that lightning energy jar um arcs off again. He's like Aah! um and then you go into swing again and he just kind of like he's like so spastic it's hard to kind of like keep him still and you just kind of kind of like catch part of his cloak um or part of his kind of like long um like trench coat that he has on as you kind of like punch through um ending your turn brings us to tom's turn tom um flanking with you um is going to um try to attack so he is going to under normal circumstances, he would try to use a bow, but he doesn't have that ability right now, so he is going to just try to attack with a dagger. Um, he does have advantage on the strike. Um, that's going to be a tw 20 total to hit, so he does hit. Well, Tom. And he rolled max damage, so he's actually able to do six points of damage as he goes in and... S actually, hold on. Da -da 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 -da. Nope, sorry. He does... Um, uh, seven points of damage. He goes in with the dagger, just um, and is able to stab into the back of the ankle of this guy. He's just like, um, ending his turn. Twyla, you're up. Uh, Morhan, you're on deck. Ready. So I want to know if I finish fixing the wheel before these happen, or if it's still broken. Um, it's still broken. Okay. You pro you would if you wanted to try to stay fixing the wheel this entire time, it would probably take you at least another two or three turns. So it's like, ugh. And I just stop fixing that and turn and look around. I wanna see how are they looking? If they are looking like really big or really good. I don't know why there's a twilight all the way to the right on the map, but now it's gone. <laughs> um but anyway, sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> I want to see the condition of the one that is with Juliet and the one that is with Demacos if I see they're both like... They're both pretty beat up. They both look like they um, walked in on the wrong situation or getting the worst end of this uh, kind of attempted ambush. So I'm gonna just say, Tom, are you okay? Everything okay? Uh, I know. Well, I think, I think we're gonna get them good. Okay, keep doing that. I'm gonna cast uh, Magic Missile level 1 to the one with Demekas. Alright, cool. Go ahead and roll your two darts. So that's 2d4. Um, it's gonna be 3d4s, I think, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. I believe you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm brain farting. So all three darts at this one guy. Yep. Yep, just roll three d4s in there. Yep. Uh, plus one, so that's um, four points of damage on the first one. Uh, no. And then we'll add two to those, oh, yeah. so that's yeah. five, six, seven. So that's seven more points of damage for the other two darts. As you kind of, you kind of, um, you're just like, and you just kind of um, take your hand, just 
and just throw out those three um, magic missiles as they all kind of all spiral in. And he's just like, he's just getting buffeted from, he did not anticipate to be getting beat up this much. Um, anything else on your turn? Oh, that's it. Don't worry. I count on you. All right, Morhan, you're up. <laughs> yep, he's in trouble. I'm going to try my best to, I mean, if I do enough damage, I don't want to kill him. I want to do it non-lethally, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. All right, so first attack is going to be... Is going to be... There it is. A natural 20! Yeah. <laughs> of course! Uh, okay. <laughs> yep. What was that about non-lethal again? Uh, <laughs> and I get to actually re-roll one of those d6s, so that's 33. So it actually goes up to 39 plus... Uh, 12, so it's actually 51 points of damage. Yeah, how do you want to non-lethally crit and like <laughs> eviscerate this guy? Um, honestly, if it, story-wise, if, if if he was not, if he was, if 51 goes well over, I try to like hit him in the head with the maul to like knock him out, but depending on the damage he had left, I may shatter his brain. Um, you don't shatter his brain, however, you do you smack him up against the side of the head and you see him just kind of um, just kind of like fall back and just like kind of in a slumping slumped heap on the ground. He's just like like he, he he's he's his jaw is broken. Um, he actually um, his weapon flew off and went way over here um, as you hit him with that strike. And he is just kind of like trying to hold his jaw from like falling out of his face. Um, which brings us to his turn. Um, on his turn, um, another individual reveals himself, um, on the map. And he kind of walks in here. Five, ten. Now, hold on now, hold on now. Now, we we clearly did not mean for this to go down like this. I apologize. Hold on. Is that you, brother? And that's where we're going to end tonight's session. <laughs> I didn't know if I knew you had a brother. <laughs> Nobody we didn't asked. ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, that is going to end tonight's session. Um, hope everybody had a wonderful evening and was entertained by that. And um, yeah, this was fun. So um, make sure if you want to support us again, the um, links for the Patreon and all that kind of cool stuff down there. If you want us to run a game for you, if you want coaching lessons, all that kind of cool stuff, um, go ahead and check that out. Um, but until next time, um, have a good evening. Um, we'll find somebody cool to raid and, um, have a good night and, uh, happy gaming. See you soon. Bye guys. Bye. 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 See ya.